This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, April 22nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Stood us to hear argument in SNAP data case. U.S. and Japan relationship advances as trade talks begin. Delaro continues to express doubts about USMCA. Supreme Court to hear arguments on public's right to SNAP data. Legal arguments over whether SNAP retail data should be made public will be heard in the Supreme Court today. Pitted against each other are the Argus Leader, the Sioux Falls, South Dakota newspaper, seeking to determine how much money stores receive from the government under the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program and the Food Marketing Institute, which argues the information is confidential and would hurt its members competitively. The newspaper says the data would be useful as reporters develop stories on food desserts and how individual stores fare under the SNAP program. The U.S. government, represented by the Solicitor General, has filed a brief supporting FMI. The government contends the information sought is confidential because it was reasonably communicated in confidence to USDA and the context of USDA's repeated assurances that such redemption data would not be publicly disclosed. The Argus leader is supported by dozens of media organizations and public interest groups, including the Center for Science and the Public Interest. FMI has the backing of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and groups representing grocery and convenience stores. U.S. and Japan rapport expected to build as trade talks continue. The U.S. and Japan kicked off talks for a free trade agreement last week, and momentum is expected to build this week with President Donald Trump scheduled to host a visit to the White House by Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe on Friday and Saturday. The two leaders will also explore ways to advance their shared vision of a free and open Indo-Pacific region, including steps that will strengthen our bilateral trade and investment relationship, a White House spokesperson said. Japanese economy minister Tashimitsu Motigi met last week with U.S. Trade Representative Robert Weinheiser, told Japanese news outlets he's likely to accompany the prime minister for more trade talks. Trump is also scheduled to visit Japan next month, where he will participate at a bilateral meeting with Prime Minister Abe, the spokesperson said. Keep in mind, Abe will be arriving in Washington after first attending an EU-Japan summit to discuss implementation of their free trade agreement and meeting with the European Council President Donald Tusk. The fact that Japan just recently implemented free trade pacts with the EU and several Pacific Rim countries in the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership has the U.S. playing catch-up. Japan lowered key agriculture tariffs for those countries, but not the U.S. The National Pork Producers Council on Friday said it continues to urge the Trump administration to expeditiously negotiate access for U.S. pork that is equal or better than the excess extended by Japan for pork from the CPTPP nations and the European Union. U.S. pork producers are losing market share in Japan to these competitors. Representative DeLauro remains unsold on USMCA. Starting to look like U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer may have more work ahead of him to convince House Democrats to support the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. 
the release last week of the U.S. International Trade Commission's analysis of the USMCA has done nothing to assuage concern held by Representative Rosa DeLauro, an influential Democrat from Connecticut who many freshman lawmakers look to for guidance on the proposed trade pact. The minimum economic gains the ITC projects, if they could even be counted, which is far from certain given ITC's past predictions, are far outweighed by the damage this deal would do by locking in monopoly rights for big pharma and ensuring that drug prices remain high, Deloro said in a statement Friday. The current deal also lacks strong and forcible labor and environmental standards that would ensure workers are paid a fair wage and environmental concerns are addressed. These changes are crucial to winning support for the deal in Congress and must be in the text of the agreement. USDA states an agribusiness in Taiwan for trade trip. USDA embarks on its first-ever trade mission to Taipei, Taiwan today. As Foreign Agriculture Service Administrator Ken Isley leads 49 agribusinesses and farm organizations who will engage in site visits and in-depth business meetings. Taiwan is an import-dependent economy and has a real affinity for U.S. ag products because of their quality, affordability, and safety, Isley said. American Samoa's Director of Agriculture, Fifitali M. Fueva, Idaho State Department of Agriculture Director Cecilia Gould, and Georgia and Nebraska agriculture officials will also be on the trip, which wraps up on Thursday. Taiwan bought $3.9 billion of U.S. ag goods in 2018, ninth among all U.S. ag export markets. Lake Erie lawsuit filed against EPA in Ohio. Lucas County, Ohio, commissioners are suing the Environmental Protection Agency for failing to take action to protect Lake Erie from nutrient pollution. The county borders the lake and includes Toledo, which gets its drinking water from Lake Erie. The lake is contaminated annually with the blue-green algae containing toxins that can be dangerous to humans. In the lawsuit filed in federal court in Toledo, the county claims EPA has failed to develop a total maximum daily load for the lake that would set a limit on the amount of phosphorus entering western Lake Erie. The commissioners are seeking order from the court that would compel EPA to develop a TMDL. Here's today's They Said It. Western Lake Erie has been blighted by algal blooms consistently for at least seven years. These algal blooms can be traced to certain point sources in Lake Erie, but are predominantly caused by non-point solution sources. That Lucas County, Ohio commissioners at a lawsuit filed against EPA in federal court. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, April 22nd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley. 